the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Reaching Your Heart. Pastor Michael Oxentenko's message today is entitled Deliverance. That's deliverance, and you can find this message online at reachingyourheart.com. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, you can call us at any time, 24-7. Here's the phone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. And now here's Pastor Michael Oxentenko with the conclusion to Deliverance. Today's Reaching Your Heart. The Lord with His hard and great and strong sword will punish Leviathan, the twisting serpent. Leviathan, the twisting serpent. He will slay the dragon that is where? What does it say? In the sea. Now turn to Revelation 13, verse 1. Here, the beast that comes out of the sea, notice the description. And I saw a beast rising where? Out of the sea. Now Christ came from God. Is that not true? If the dragon lives in the sea and the beast came out of the sea, where does the beast come from? It comes from the dragon. You see, the dragon is acting like he is God the Father. I saw a beast, verse 1, rising out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads. So it comes out of the sea. It is the image of the dragon with ten diadems upon its horns and a blasphemous name upon its heads. Why? Because it is claiming to be by its functioning, by its activity, by its words, it is claiming to be Jesus Christ. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's. Its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. In verse 5, the beast persecutes for 42 months, which is three and a half years. How long was the ministry of Jesus Christ in the New Testament? Three and a half years. And so it persecutes for three and a half prophetic years, but Christ ministered to heal for three and a half real years, so it is counterfeiting the ministry of Christ. And just like Jesus came from the Father, the beast comes from the sea where the devil lives. And just like God the Father gave Jesus his throne and his authority, the dragon gave the beast his throne and great authority. The nations who follow the evil one are always pictured being in the sea. Turn to Isaiah 57.20. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, for it cannot rest, and its waters toss up mire and dirt. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Isaiah the prophet says the dragon lives in the sea, but those who love him live there too. They're like a troubled sea that cannot be calmed. You see, it's no accident that Christ would calm the sea. That he would walk on the waters. He has power and authority over the powers of darkness. The fish that are caught out of the sea represent people who are pulled from his dominion and transplanted to the glorious kingdom of light. In Revelation twelve sixteen, the Bible says the earth came to the help of the woman. The earth in the book of Revelation is the opposite of the sea. In the Bible, the earth symbolizes a place where faith can be found. It represents the place where the righteous sprout like grass and trees. And the Bible says the earth came to the help of the woman. The earth is a place that is friendly to the church and offers relief from persecution. 
at the end of the 1260 years of this horrible era of persecution, the Bible describes a beast kingdom that arises out of the earth. Revelation 13, verse 11. Then I saw another beast which rose out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb and it spoke like a dragon. Verse 12. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and it makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. The beast that rises from the sea has ten horns with ten crowns on them. Now, it represents the world kingdom system that came out of the Roman Empire during a time of history when there were kings with crowns. Since the Treaty of Versailles, there are no monarchies with crowns. It points to the Middle Ages when there were real monarchies with real crowns. The beast at the end of time has no crowns because the era of monarchies has passed. And so the divided Roman Empire had kings with crowns and the devil used them to persecute the church of Jesus Christ. There was a church-state union in the Middle Ages that killed people of faith who differed with it. Near the end of the 1260 years, the true church was being pounded by the beast. And the Bible says the earth came to the help of the woman. You know, men and women with Bibles in their hands today, we take it for granted we come to church, do we not? Dear heart, men and women with their Bibles in their hands left the old world. They left it because they could not open them in freedom there. And they came and they turned their back on the religious wars of Europe and they sailed to America to worship God in freedom here. They carved out a place where church, family, and faith could be one without harassment. The secular world and the religious world was at odds with people of faith who were wanting to follow God. They left the sea of nations at war with God in His Word. And they came to here, to a new land, to the earth, to build a city on a hill, as John Winthrop said, where faith and freedom could thrive. They could be a beacon to the world of what Christ can do for the world. You know, when I hear people say that this country is not a Christian nation, I don't know what history books they're reading. This country was born on the principles of Christianity. And those principles have given us religious toleration, the separation of church and state, and freedom. Because the gospel of Christ has that construct in mind. Revelation 12, 16 says the earth came to the help of the woman. Revelation 13, 11 says a lamb-like beast arose out of the earth. Now, the lamb-like beast is a lamb. Where have we seen a lamb? The lamb-like beast has two horns. It represents a division of power with no crown. There's no crown on these horns. The lamb-like beast is not a monarchy. It's a new kingdom, lamb-like, that arises away from the old world at the end of the Middle Ages. And this lamb-like beast in the context is a Christian republic with no king. Christ is the lamb of Revelation 5. And the lamb-like beast started out looking like the lamb. God created this nation to succor the church and provide help to it at the end of the Middle Ages. America is not a secular nation as far as prophecy is concerned. It gives no place for it. In the prophecy, America started out as a Christian nation. And a Christian nation created the Bill of Rights because Jesus respects a person's rights and liberty. Christian men, Christian thinkers said, you know, we've got to put a wall of separation between a hostile state and the church or a hostile church and the state. And we must allow freedom to thrive so that people can worship God without harassment. And so they put those principles into our Constitution. 
In the prophecy, America started out as a Christian nation. A Christian nation created the Bill of Rights because Christ respects a person's rights to choose Him. In Revelation 13.11, eventually the lamb-like beast speaks as a dragon. In Revelation 13, the lamb-like beast is described with the language of coercion. In verse 12, it says he exercises authority that is global. He becomes a global superpower that wields influence to pull the world down a certain religious road. Verse 12, he makes the earth worship that first beast whose deadly wound was healed. That means he oppresses true people of faith and coerces them to believe eventually. In verse 13, he works false signs and wonders. In verse 14, he deceives. In verse 14, again, he makes an image to the beast. In verse 15, he kills those who will not worship the beast. In verse 16, he makes people receive the mark of the beast. And in verse 17, he controls the banks and the currency so no man can buy or sell unless he has the mark of the beast. Dear heart, our country prophetically is moving down the road that is described in Revelation 13. The Bible predicts that Christian America, the America that was given to us by God, will one day become the battleground for the mark of the beast. Free America will no longer be free with faith. The country that started out speaking like a lamb ends up speaking like a dragon in the end. The Christian principles of the Constitution of the United States will no longer apply to God's people in the mark of the beast. And there will be blood on the stars and stripes at the end because the lamb-like beast will speak like a dragon. The Bible says the lamb-like beast eventually speaks like a dragon. Now, inquiry minds want to know, where in the world did the dragon speak in the book of Revelation? There's only one place in the book of Revelation where the dragon speaks. Revelation 12, verse 10. The Bible says, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of our Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. Now, when you look at that verse, when the dragon speaks, what does he do? What does it say? He accuses. So if the lamb-like beast, which is Christian America transitioning into a future era of oppression, if it speaks like a dragon, what will it do according to that verse? It will accuse those who are faithful to God. The Bible says the dragon accuses the brethren. When the dragon speaks, he accuses God's people. He drags them into court. He drags them into God's court. And he claims that they are not worthy of God's future. And that will happen in this country. The Bible predicts that Christian America will become oppressive. The lamb-like beast that arose out of the earth will no longer be lamb-like. In Revelation 12, 6, the earth came to the help of the woman, that is, the persecuted church. This country was raised up by God to rescue Christians from oppression. And we have heard within the last year that this is no longer a Christian nation. And yet it is a nation of other religious affiliations. Dear heart, our pilgrim fathers landed on Plymouth Rock with Bibles in their hands. And they fell on their knees and they thanked God for saving them from what they had come from. And thank the Lord for the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution that preserves the liberties that we need to worship God in freedom. The Declaration of Independence says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And dear heart, faith and religion is part of that mix. These are Christian principles. Karl Marx did not come up with them. They're not the words of a socialist utopia. 
Rousseau did not mouth them in his book on the social contract. They are the product of the Christian atmosphere that bathed this country when it rose out of the earth. The earth came to the help of the woman at the end of the Middle Ages, but that did not stop the dragon from coming after the woman. Revelation 12, 17, Then the dragon was angry with the woman. He went off to make war on the remnant of her seed, on those who keep the commandments of God and bear testimony to Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. The Bible says the dragon will leave the sea at the end of time and he will stand upon the land where the earth is. He leaves the old world and he comes to the new at the time of the end. He will invade Christian America and then the lamb-like beast will speak like a dragon. Revelation 12, 17 says he went off to make war on the remnant of the church's seed. The Greek says the remnant of her seed. A free remnant of Christians worshiping God and the new world will be attacked at the time of the end. Now the Bible is very clear here. It's not the majority of Christians in America. It's a minority of Christians in this country who line up with verse 17 that will be the special focus of the attack in the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast will start here in this country according to the book of Revelation and it will spread to the entire world. It will be a war on the true faith, not just faith in general. It will be a war on God's law. The Bible says he went off to make war on those who keep the commandments of God. Not eight or nine of them, all ten of them. There is a religious minority in this country that holds to every one of the Ten Commandments, including the Fourth Commandment. And it will be at war with those people who bear witness to Jesus Christ and His truth. The Greek word witness here is the word we get for martyr. In Revelation 13, 16, the Bible says it causes those who would not worship the beast to be killed. That's how the remnant will bear witness to Jesus. There will be martyrs who speak the truth as they lose their life in the mark of the beast issue. The earth that is America, the good earth, the good land, that came to the help of the Christian church that had no power at the end of the Middle Ages, it will become the battleground for faith at the time of the end. And the devil is angry today. He's angry with our nation that gave sucker to faith and freedom. He's angry with the principles of this country that has preserved freedom of religion in this country. He has manipulated many in the church environment to believe that the only way to save the church is to link it up with the state so closely you can't tell the difference. But he's also manipulated the far left to believe that somehow this country has no Christian roots. And both of those extremes, as they nuke it out, will come together at the time of the end to persecute those who are following God with faith and conscience. At the end of time, there will be no place left to hide on planet Earth. The book of Revelation says that all the nations of the Earth will make war on the Lamb. And that means this one too. And when there is no place left to hide, when the Constitution doesn't work for you anymore, where do you go when there's blood on the stars and stripes? Where do you go? Dear heart, this country, I believe, is the greatest country in the history of the world. Not because other countries aren't great, but because Bible prophecy says it is a lamb-like country. It is a country that finds its roots in Christian principles that was to be a light on a hill for the world. But one day it will transition and speak as a dragon. So where do you go when there's blood on the stars and stripes? Revelation 14, 1. Then I looked, and lo, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb, and with him 144,000, who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. The Bible is clear. God's people will flee to Mount Zion. Now, Mount Zion is not the place in Jerusalem here on earth. The Mount Zion in the book of Revelation is the heavenly mountain in the book of Revelation that cannot be touched by evil. 
Galatians 4.26 says, Jerusalem above is our mother and she is free. Paul says in Hebrews 12 that we have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. It represents God's kingdom and God's rule that is not of this earth. It is the kingdom of heaven that we will flee to by faith. In the book of Hebrews, it is the place where God's people worship by faith. It's the place where Christians hide when times are tough and they can't find meaning in this world. It is the place where God's throne stands tall and angels gather around. Jesus stands there as our advocate and source of help in time of need. There will come a time when there will not be a safe place left on earth for any believer in Jesus Christ. And the only place left to go, the only place left will be up. Joel describes God's deliverance that comes from Mount Zion when Jesus comes in the clouds of glory. Joel 2. And I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord's coming. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Now, hey, that's like John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Dear heart, that's good news. I am the whosoever of John 3.16, and so are you. In Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Dear heart, Jerusalem above is our mother, and she is free. And there is a hiding place from the storm. You don't have to be in the majority for God to deliver you at the end. At the end, the majority will follow the beast power. Most Christians will follow the world kingdom system. The minority that's called a remnant will follow the Lamb. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. If you are following Jesus, if you are centered in Christ, if Christ is your hope for the future, it doesn't matter what the majority thinks. What matters is what God thinks. In Revelation 13, 3, the Bible says the whole earth follows the beast. Revelation 12, 17, it says that Satan attacks the remnant at the end of time. And Jesus stands with that remnant on Mount Zion to protect it from the final forces of evil. There is deliverance in Zion because Jesus and the Father stand in Zion and we stand with them if we follow His Word. Christ is always a majority that makes a remnant a minority in the judgment. Christ will win in the end and God's people will be delivered and deliverance will come from Zion, the real Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. John Ruskins once said, out of suffering comes the serious mind, out of salvation the grateful heart, out of endurance, fortitude, out of deliverance, faith. The showcase of faith will be manifest at the end of the mark of the beast, Revelation 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Haiti is one of those things that makes us all sick if we think about it too long. I mean, I'm tired of watching the news clips. 200,000 people snuffed out just like that. It's a sign of what is coming on the world. There is no medical explanation for the 16-year-old girl who was delivered from the rubble and the ruin of a certain death. How many of you saw the clip of this young girl being pulled alive 15 days after the earthquake? You can't explain this. How did it happen? No one knows. The official search had ended. She was dead for all practical purposes, and yet they found her. Her power was gone. She could barely breathe. She was hanging on the life by a thread. 
She was sandwiched between a mountain of concrete. She was too weak to do anything. And Christopher Paul Smith, who was a British police chaplain, who was there when she was delivered, when he saw her, he knew that she needed something to resurrect her spirit and to get her the energy to get to the hospital to come back. And so he reached out to her and he offered a little cross, a little crucifix, the sign of life. He offered it to her. She was too weak to take the cross. She couldn't reach out and take the cross. So what do you do when someone is too weak to reach out and take the cross? When their power is gone, they cannot hold on to Jesus. What do you do for the dying who have lost the strength and the will to hold on to Jesus? That chaplain took that small cross. He wrapped it around her hand so tight that she could not drop it to the ground. So that that cross will become part of her hand from there to the hospital ship that would work on her to bring her back. And that young girl is recovering today. And the cross that she holds in her hand is a treasure that reminds her that when you have lost the battle for life, when you feel beaten and broken, someone can come along and put a cross in your hand and give you Jesus. And when you have Jesus, you have the will to live. You can get off your deathbed and you can move on and have a future. Dear heart, when you cling to the cross, the person who has no power has the powerful one. The promise of God that is personal, that makes you breathe again when all the physicians say you should die. At the end of time, God's people will be tired and worn out. You know, the end's not going to be easy. It will take energy out of us all. And they will have no power in themselves to stand on their own feet. The cross of Christ will be wrapped around them. It will become inseparable to who they are. And when the world is a place that says you can't live here anymore, Christ is the one who delivers us from evil. The last prayer the saints will pray before the end is the Lord's Prayer. Deliver us from evil. And they will cling to the cross as the power of life in the face of death. On Mount Zion, there will be deliverance for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. And deliverance will come when Jesus comes. And in that day, you will know that deliverance is the one who rides the cloud with a sickle in his hand to save you from the ruin and the rubble of a world that doesn't want you to live anymore. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Dear heart, Jesus is coming. He's coming for the whosoever of John 3.16. Deliverance is coming because Jesus is coming. Christ is coming from Mount Zion. He is coming. He is coming. He is coming to deliver us, to deliver us all from evil. May He deliver you this day and this week from that which threatens to take away your life. Set your hope on Him because He is coming in the clouds to deliver you from evil. Dear Heavenly Father, you know there are people here today who need delivered from their personal trouble that they're facing. It could be a job that isn't there anymore. It could be the loss of what they've had. And it could be trouble that comes at them in waves. Father, I thank You that the future is not just the future. We know how the battle is won at the end, which means that we can live victorious lives right now. Thank you for Jesus, who is our deliverer. Thank you for the promise of his presence, which never leaves us. And Father, I pray today, especially for this great country that we belong to, this land of the free and home of the brave. May it be free a little longer. And may it be brave to stand for the truths that it was founded on.
And Father, I pray that when Jesus comes, that when we stand before his eternal throne, that we will have been tested and tried and proven to be faithful, not because we have power, but because we rest in the one who has it all. In Jesus' name, we love you and we honor you. We thank you for who you are. Bless your people and send them from this place with your power and your deliverance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. If this message is ministered to you, remember there are many more just like it at reachingyourheart.com. If you're a regular listener to this broadcast or if you've just tuned in for the first time, and have been inspired by this sermon, and you'd like to partner with us to help keep these radio broadcasts on the air, you can simply call us at 1-888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-HOPE, day or night, 24-7. One of our team is available to assist you right now. We believe God is moving across the globe, touching lives and reaching hearts, and you are helping make this a reality with your gift of any amount. Spiritualism, in a variety of forms, is making its way through the Western world. The afterlife, the spirit world, and spirit mediums can be found in movies, best-selling books, and popular TV programs. These themes are making their way into our children's entertainment, even. We have this free book to help you understand things a little bit better, entitled Dark Tunnels or Bright Lights. This book candidly reveals biblical truth about this subject and pulls the curtain aside to reveal why there is so much interest in this topic. The book reveals the deceptions of spiritualism based on biblical teachings so that you can confidently discern truth from error as the topic continues to gain momentum across all levels of society. Now, this book is absolutely free. You can simply call us at 1-888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-HOPE day or night, 24-7. Thanks for tuning in, and we pray that God is reaching your heart and growing you up in Christ through these messages. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.